0: This podcast is for entertainment purposes only and does not replace your own financial, tax, legal, or financial product advice. So the crap
1: will hit the fan at some point in your life. It's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when. I mean, you look back through COVID, people lost their jobs overnight. If you car, you've had some emergency breakdowns. If you've had a set of teeth ever, you may have had some emergency dental work. Emergencies happen. And the thing is, we need to make sure that when emergencies happen, they don't just flush us. So today I'm talking about emergency funds and we're going to do a recap because there's been some questions pop up. Rightio, Erica in the Facebook group, she said, hey, guys, does anyone keep their emergency fund in their home loan with a redraw facility available and perhaps a small amount in savings for instant access? I'm struggling to keep my mitts off my savings with a little emoticon with a tongue hanging out. Yeah, look, let's unpack a couple of things here. We know that we need an emergency fund if we want good financial foundations in our life. Let's just have a chat about Erica's question and then I'll have a bit of a rant around emergency funds and yeah, some general FAQs. So, let's just say in your life, you need a $15,000 emergency fund and we like to think that you would have probably three months worth of expenses for your emergency fund. Now, this works it out in the Glen James spending plan automatically, but if you don't use that and you use your own system... I think it's important to work backwards for what isn't an expense in your life. An expense isn't additional savings. An expense isn't additional monthly investments. So, you might uh, put X amount in a share portfolio. That's not an expense because if there's an emergency, you can press pause on that. An expense isn't extra debt repayments above the minimum. An expense isn't some luxuries that you might do with surplus cash. It's literally, if you pressed stop tomorrow on your income for three months, what would you need financially to, quote unquote, survive and maintain, I think this is important as well, and maintain a level of financial normality, normality? normalcy, I don't even know the word, until the money comes back in the door or until the emergency has gone away. And just finally, on the whole, what isn't an expense, like, you wouldn't say, oh, the water system may break, so I might need an extra $1,500 in the emergency fund. I wouldn't even go that far. Because basically, we just need an amount, three months worth of expenses. So, that's minimum debt repayments is an expense because they don't stop. And that's a good way of looking at this stuff. Like, what doesn't stop in your life? What can't you control? And I think that there is important to understand because the emergency fund it is there to replace expenses if you are laid off. But if you're going through an emergency, you're probably not too concerned about investing in the share market. You're probably not too concerned about having that little extra bit of money for the weekend yoga retreats that you do once a month because you're so zen. And I don't care if you do that, but whatever. So, three months worth of expenses, and that gets us to an amount, and we'll just say $15,000. And then, if you're self-employed because your income isn't as stable, possibly not as stable, you might choose to have three to six months. Worth of an emergency fund of expenses. So, if the crap hits the fan and income is stopped, we want to make sure that life can continue uh, until the income comes back in, and that that does a lot, right? And that's so important because we look at the income replacement thing. If you're laid off work, there is nothing worse than the stench of desperation when you're trying to buy a car from the car yard, when you're at JB Hi-Fi and the hard sales tactics are on you to buy something, like there is nothing worse than the stench of desperation. So, if you were looking for a job, knowing that you had a full three months buffer of cash in your life, it's going to take that desperation scent away from you when you are looking at looking at jobs and for jobs, Because it's not as urgent as if you were running on the line. So, that's kind of a good thing as well. So, on the other side of the coin, the emergency fund is there to cover things that we don't ordinarily budget for and that we don't have in our spending plan. I don't budget for things other than routine car maintenance. I don't budget for routine dental because I go to the dentist and hygienist. Um, I go to the hygienist every six months, the dentist once a year. So, I don't cover or budget for um, root canal ordinarily. I don't budget for an excess uh, insurance policy. So, if um, I run up the back of somebody in my car and I need six or $800 for an excess for an emergency, I don't cover for that. I don't cover for my home back door window if it gets smashed by a kid next door's tennis racket getting flown over the thing. So, We don't need to budget for things that might not happen, but we do need to just have a bit of a cash reserve there. So, if something does happen, if I bite down on something and my tooth snaps, I can go, oh, no stress. I've got $15,000, my emergency fund here. I'll just take three grand out of that, put towards the dental bill. Things are running normally in my life. So, and then what you do, and I will get to your thing, Erica, I'm having a bit of a rant, but whatever. And then what we do is, with our emergency fund, if we have to dip into our emergency fund, we would then stop paying down any debt, so extra mortgage repayments, and as well we can add that to a a thing that isn't an expense, extra mortgage repayments. We can stop doing monthly investing. We might stop doing monthly savings to the holiday fund. So, if we do have to dip into our emergency fund and take... $4,000 $5,000 Four, five thousand dollars out, or it depletes ten thousand dollars, we stop all our other investing and financial activities and savings and goals until that emergency fund is replenished back up to that fifteen thousand dollars or whatever amount it could be in your life. And if you do the numbers and it says that you need a $13,251 emergency fund. Call it 13 grand, call it 10 grand, call it 15, round up, round down, just have some type of decent number that you're comfortable with in your life. So the question is then, we've got this emergency fund, what do we do with it? Now, this redraw thing on the mortgage, I honestly think I don't like the idea of that because with the redraw on the mortgage, having everything put together, it's really confusing on a human level. Like, you might have all this money in the redraw account and you just want to know a true cash position about what your emergency fund is at and that it is separate. Now, Erica says that she has trouble keeping her mitts off her savings. Hey, you should just call me Erica. I'm the same as you. But what I've done, my emergency fund, it's in a separate account. And- I would probably say for someone like Erica, you need to just set up an online savings account with another bank. And the only thing that you use that online bank for is for your emergency fund. It's out of sight. It's out of mind. It's not about trying to capitalize on the interest. So, I'll give you an example. The interest- is um, my little calculator. Here we go. So, if- Erica, if your mortgage, if you had $15,000 in your offset and your mortgage was, oh sorry, where are we here? $15,000 and your mortgage was 2.49%, 15 times 2.49, you know, that's $373 per year of interest that you're not earning. What you need to do is have in your mind that, having an emergency fund sitting over there in a separate bank account only maybe earning 1% so then if we go 373.50 and then if we go 12 15,000 times 1% we know what that's going to be we know it's going to be $150 take away 373 this is just rush bush, rough bush maths the 223 Net amount that you're not earning because we know we're earning 1% in the savings account, we know we're not paying $373 of interest. The net difference is $223, and yes, the offset of interest not paid is theoretically tax free interest, quote unquote. It's not, and this is the thing, it's not worth actually getting to the weeds of the technicalities of this because the fact that Erica can't keep a mitts off it and wants to spend it anyway, well, it means nothing anyway. So, I'd rather her be, quote-unquote, out-of-pocket $223 and have an emergency fund in her life. Heck, yes. That's better than her trying to split hairs over here to get the extra interests and save money when she's just going to spend it anyway. So, I guess what I'm saying is that difference of $223, that's her insurance premium that she's paying to have her emergency fund sitting in another account with another bank that's not even on her phone. She has to log in. It's literally out of sight, out of mind because we want her to have that emergency fund there and keep a freaking mitts off it. So, that's what I would do on that um, situation. Now, one of the other reasons above the, I guess you could say, I'm sorry, I'm slouching here. I guess you could say one of the other reasons why we don't want it on the offset, other than the behavioural side of all the money just getting mushed together, is during the COVID vibe, um, shutdown, whatever you want to call it, there were some banks that in their fine print, they said that money in redraw, we can just apply it to the mortgage at our discretion, whenever we want. So, what happened was if Erica had a $15,000 in her home loan, in credit as a redraw, and then COVID hit, and she lost her job because she was an air um, steward or whatever they call, what do they call them? Cabin crew, uh, flight attendant, all that stuff. She lost her job as a flight attendant. And then the next week, the bank's like, oh, we're tight in the background. We're just going to apply that 15 grand to the mortgage because we can. She's out of a job and she doesn't have an emergency fund. So it's just an extra level of risk. And look, that went public with that bank. And I think it was ME Bank at the time. You can Google ME Bank Offset or something like that. These are one percenters, but you may as well avoid the risk completely, right? Um, That's what I would say to that. But yeah, I mean, if you've got an offset account, I mean, I think technically as well, they probably say at some point in the fine print that the offset account can be applied. I haven't heard of that happening. I don't really read the small print in my bank uh, mortgage things because I'm like, you guys just give me my freaking money. Uh, But I think honestly, the key thing here is to quarantine that money out of sight, out of mind. Now, you might be thinking, Glenn, I'm in debt. I've just heard your podcast. I think you're a dickhead and I can't stand you, but I'm still listening because I like um, self-torture. Well, what I would probably say is I would start by first make the decision to not have any more consumer debt, right? Then you need to get the Glenn James Spending Plan. And also guys, the how to get out of debt module is now completely complimentary, free, no cost, how to get out of debt, Glenn James Spending Plan, Google it, Um, and I'll try and upsell you to the full course, uh, but whatever. Then set your spending plan up. Don't go into any more debt. So, the first step is getting $2,000 as a starter emergency fund. Have all your debts on minimum repayments. Then swing back around and your reason for living is to get your emergency fund to $2,000. Once it's at $2,000, then you put all your money, your reason for living is to get out of debt. And then if an emergency happens, don't use the credit card because that was such a blessing. Go back to the emergency fund. Use that $2,000 for the emergency. Then no extra money on the debt. Build the emergency fund back up to $2,000. Then pump the debt still. Get rid of the debt. Then once the debt's out of your life, every money that you're paying on minimum repayments, extra repayments on the debt snowball, then you divert that back over to the emergency fund. If you want to get on a plan, if you want to get your money in order, you got to get out of debt. You got to get an emergency fund. Then you're at base camp. Then you can go for gold. It's really hard to get out of debt and build an emergency fund and save for the freaking holiday to Prague and save for a new car and save for a wedding and save for a home deposit. Really hard to do all that crap at once. So this is why you need to stop raining, Glenn. Love you guys.
0: I'll see you soon. Bye.